0: You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and I have a guest here with me today to chat about a topic that actually came up quite a bit. I put out the survey for 2023 to see what you guys wanted to hear about, and this is a topic that I have not covered at all um, before on the podcast, and this guest reached out at like exactly the perfect time to <laughs> chat about this, so I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you what um, her specialty is and what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Hi. Well, my name is Leslie Draffin. I am a certified menstrual cycle coach, a feminine embodiment mentor, and a podcast host. And my work on this planet right now is to help people with periods, eradicate shame around their cycles, reconnect with their womb space, heal trauma stored within the womb, and really step into their power by reconnecting with this ancient wisdom that we hold within ourselves that really all centers around the cycle.
0: I love that. I love that, you know one-liner <laughs> right. that you do, but that came up quite a bit on the survey, just about energy ebbs and flows that have to do with the mm-hmm. menstrual cycle, um, quote unquote, blood magic. Cause people are like, Love oh, blood yeah. is terrible. I'm like, well, half the population bleeds every month. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Um, so all of those things came up as, and I have never like covered that on the podcast before. So I'm really excited to chat with you today. So First of all, let's get started in how did you even come to this? Because you did a huge career pivot mm. to get to where you are now. Oh yeah, so How did that happen?
1: So I, I pivoted my career within the last six months after experiencing massive burnout, PTSD, and anxiety. I was a news anchor for 15 years, um, working my way through the country, through the U.S., um, Finally ending up in a a TV station a little north of Austin, Texas, making six figures. I mean, by all outside accounts and and the patriarchal worldview that most of us have, hustle culture and all of that, like really fucking successful. Um, But what I realized over the last six months, and probably even before that, as I really started to understand what was happening within myself, is that it just wasn't worth it for me anymore my spiritual awakening happened in 2019. And that's probably when the the little rumblings started, like the foundation started to crumble when I started to question all of the things that I had been brought up to believe. Um, I dabbled in all of what I call the gateway drugs into spirituality and witchcraft, which are like crystals and tarot and astrology and, um, you know all those fun things, and okay. I finally started understanding that I identified with the word witch, probably in late 2019, early 2020, and throughout all of 19. Can you even remember like ourselves back then? Like bless our hearts. Um, <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> so we lonely. had no
1: fucking idea, right? So I kept hearing this thing within myself, and and I was so not practiced at listening to my intuition or really having any idea what that meant, um, because I had been on the pill for 16 years and because I come from about about 20 years of eating disorders. So I completely had shut that self, that part of myself off. And so as I am, you know, learning to reconnect with myself, really becoming tuned in with the outside natural world and doing the things that made me become really, Um, someone who identifies as a witch, I started hearing this thing that was like, you have to get off birth control. You have to get off birth control. It is silencing who you are as a feminine being. It is keeping you disconnected. And so in early 2020, my then fiance now husband got a vasectomy. Uh, We are child-free by choice. And so in May of that year, I came off of the pill. And like I said, I'd been on it for 16 years. Um, And over the next few months, all hell broke loose. Um, I had, the first things that happened were like a complete loss of libido. Um, Mood swings that were so severe, I would be laughing and then crying and then screaming. I had meltdowns at work. And and this was in the middle of the pandemic, right? So it was probably the worst fucking time I could have picked to come (laughs) off of birth control, which is such a stressful thing for your body. Like I had meltdowns at work. I never was someone who melted down at work. And so after about eight or nine months of a lot of internal work um, that i really had to lead myself i had to take all of this healing on my own because my doctor while supportive in that she was like sure stop taking the pill some doctors are like really pushy about keeping people on it mine wasn't like that she just said track your cycle and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about no awareness of what that meant so i studied for countless hours, spent thousands and thousands of dollars. I got diagnosed with PCOS. My period did not come back. And so after finally healing myself, healing my PCOS, understanding what that meant for me in 2021, I felt the call to do more, um, to help others and be a guide for others who are coming off of the pill um, as they work to reconnect with themselves. And that's when I got into the certification course, it was the first internationally certified menstrual cycle course out there, um, that I've been working with clients for over a year. Um, so all of that was happening, right. As I still had this super stressful job. And then this year, 2022, I really just started the year being sick for three months. I didn't really understand that that was linked to how much stress my body was under. Um, My cycle was pretty regular, but it was, I could see there were a little bit of weird things happening in it. And then finally I got diagnosed with PTSD. um, And the, I guess the straw that broke the camel's back for me when I finally had to take a leave of absence from work, we had this horrific school shooting in Texas where I live, where 19 kids were killed at their school. Their teachers were killed. And I just cried on TV. And I was just like, I can't fucking do this anymore. So I took medical leave in June, and then I decided not to go back, and so (laughs) I've been living in a state of healing, um, dedicated healing, for the last six months, and completely pivoting from this role I played, I like to say I played a news anchor on TV for that many years, um, into finally being able to feel like I'm authentically myself again.
0: That is yeah quite quite a, story. a quite, quite a pivot <laughs> yeah. um, no but i i think that's amazing that that sort of all you know finally came together for you mm-hmm. and you were able to sort of escape that hamster wheel because a lot of people cannot do that um so it's exciting that you are embarking on this new journey and that you're willing yeah. to help others sort of do the same thing because i think um you are not the only one with that experience not by a long exactly. shot exactly
1: <laughs> yeah i've definitely realized that since since leaving since being very open about what happened um i've never shied away about talking about what was going on with me and so the stories people tell me now um really just make me even more passionate about being just open and honest and authentic with who you really are
0: yeah, do you think like a lot of people just don't want to talk about those things that there's a lot of shame around oh, yeah. those things and they feel very alone until yeah they found you.
1: Well, I feel like, and I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, I feel like I am put on this planet to be a permissionary. And what's interesting is my husband's parents were missionaries and my parents were, uh, my dad was a preacher. So we come from a Christian upbringing, um, which I'm deconstructing now, he is um, working on his own stuff, so I won't speak for him. But it's interesting, I call myself a permissionary. And what for me, that means is permission to be your radical, authentic self, and to speak about the things that are going on in your life. And at least when in my presence, you're going to never be met with judgment. Um, but I also have to say that, you know, with this experience, specifically, Leaving my job and being very open about my anxiety and my PTSD and my trauma, I come from a very privileged place, and so I don't think I was judged nearly as much as I would be if I didn't look like I look, you know, um, and that is, you know, a cis white, pretty privileged, thin, privileged, educated woman, um, and for me, I was accepted in what I talked about, and I, I can't imagine. Um, being in another person's shoes and what they may experience um, if they had the same type of experience, but didn't look like what I'm, what I look like. If you understand what I'm saying, so um, yeah, I think for me, it's it's being able to speak as openly as possible, so that others feel comfortable to speak about it as well. Because just like with the menstrual cycle and sex and our bodies, and you know the patriarchy and all of those things that I love to talk about all the time it's one of those things where if we don't talk about it it's never going to change
0: that's exactly right um and you know that's that's kind of what the patriarchy wants of us Mm -hmm. is to not not talk about it so nothing does change because it only benefits us
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: so if somebody is in the position that you were in and they are completely new to this and they're feeling the way that you did and want to start the process of healing from that and opening up those, it's a lot of shadow work. It's opening a lot of wounds. Um, Where would you suggest that they start?
1: And so we're talking about people who want to connect with their cycle, right? Yes. So for me, I like to say you can start right now. No matter what's going on, no matter if you have no idea where you are in your cycle, if you're on hormonal birth control, if you have an IUD, if you haven't had a period, if you were born without a womb, I think everyone can start connecting with their cycle, connecting with the idea of living cyclically, no matter what. And so the first thing I would say is to start tuning into what your body has to tell you. And like I said, for me, that was really hard because I had so many years of eating disorders, um, because I was raised in the church, because the body was quote unquote sinful as I was taught. And so I would suggest just starting by slowing down, taking a couple of deep breaths, placing your hands on your body. If it feels comfortable to put your hands on your womb space, sometimes it doesn't feel comfortable to place your hands on your belly. If you have body image issues. Um, So maybe put it on your, your, hold your own hands or hold your own you know, knees or your legs, depending on how you're sitting and take some breaths and and try to center into yourself and then ask yourself the questions, you know, what do I need right now? What do I need to nourish myself with today? What do I need to do to help myself feel supported physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally? And you can journal those thoughts out really quickly, right? Like just a couple of minutes. And so if you do that every single day, um, not really worrying about where you are in your cycle, then the next day that you begin your period, you'll have now an anchor point of, okay, now I know I'm on day one of my cycle. Because when you're cycle tracking, when you're connecting with cyclical living, figuring out where you are in your cycle and then starting to uncover the patterns that happen within it is kind of step one. It's a step one that takes a while, right? <laughs> um, maybe maybe over several weeks, maybe over several months, but just tuning in every day by listening to the body, asking yourself what you need, and then when you start to bleed, tracking what day that would be on. Now, if you're someone who doesn't have a period, you could tune to the moon. I am definitely a moon worshiper. It's a massive part of my practice. Um, look at where the moon is and what phase it is now. We're recording this now when it's waning um, and I'm on my bleed. I I bleed with the waning moon. Um, And so you could write that down, right? Like what's the moon doing right now? What is the energy of the moon in in that aspect? And so that can help you tune into either your own body's hormones or the moon and its phases because we are very cyclical like the moon. As people with periods, Um, our hormonal phases mirror those of the moon, right? It's very predictable over a longer period of time. Whereas people in male bodies who do not have periods, they mirror the sun, right? Their hormones are very similar day after day after day, where we are more month after month, right? And so that would be kind of where I would start. Just checking in today, not worrying about, you know, where you are in your cycle. And then when you do get a bleed, start tracking it that way. And I will also say, giving yourself the grace to go slow in this process because for me, all the lessons that I have learned um, as someone who is such a good type, a good girl, um, perfectionist personality while in the matrix. (laughs) I was like, I have to learn this fast. I have to do this fast. I have to get all the things I have to do it right. Well, now I can tell you from experience and, and from the lessons that I've learned, there is no right or wrong. There is no way or reason to rush. Um, this truly is a journey that, I think we're meant to be on our entire lives through every phase of our journey, through our bleeding years, through our post-menopausal years, through our our years just on this planet. And so every day tuning in with yourself is really the key.
0: So when you talk about the cyclical living, I definitely want to get into that because that is something I think a lot of people experience without sort of stepping back and realizing that that's what's going on um but especially as it relates to your cycle and your period of how your energy like ebbs and flows um throughout that I know that mine (laughs) is that way for sure it's not just about like my moods but I just like what even sort of like exercises I can do that day are like totally dependent on that so I would love to get into um when you say cyclical living what you mean by that
1: So for me, cyclical living means living in tune with your cycle, choosing things as far as diet and exercise and self-care that move in tune with your inner phases or inner seasons as I teach them, and understanding that you're not the same every single day and that is totally okay. So kind of like what you were saying about, you know, not even being able to choose the same exercise every day or feeling like you wanted to do different things. That's, that's a form of cyclical living. Um, And, and the benefits of it truly for those who live in female bodies and have periods, when we honor this part of ourselves, we're able to compete in the world outside that's completely set up for male hormones without burning out you know, so many women experience burnout more so than men. And I wholeheartedly believe it is because the world is set up for male hormones. And we are taught from like birth to disregard what our bodies tell us to not pay attention to our cycles. And so cyclical living can help you gain productivity, gain happiness, gain inner peace and gain a body awareness and ability to feel embodied. Even if you are still at a corporate job, if you're, and doing whatever you're doing, if you're a busy mom, if you have a, your own business. Um, so that's kind of what cyclical living means to me and the way that I teach it.
0: I love that. I find that really interesting. And I love what you said about, you know, men being more in tune with the sun, because I always tell my husband that he's like a bear, basically, <laughs> he wants to hibernate in the winter. But I'm like, you definitely follow like the track of the sun, like mm-hmm. so active in the summer all like all the summer months straight through. And then right now, just complete hibernation. I to do nothing. <laughs> he was like, oh, it's so dark out at five o'clock. Let's just do yeah. in bed. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So that's so interesting that he he follows the sun exactly. That's funny. That makes me laugh. <laughs> and um, I, I agree. Mine is completely based on my cycle, which does not line up currently with the moon phases. <laughs> so I'm like kind sure. of at odds yeah. um, with that. But I do you know, feel the same way with the moon phases. I feel like they don't affect me as much as some people, but I know that there are a lot of people out there who are very influenced by what the new moon is doing, what the full moon mm-hmm. is doing. Uh, so th- those things all kind of run together in how our, you know, hormones are reacting, how yeah. we feel like throughout the day and throughout the month. So interesting that we experience burnout more. I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the main reasons we experience burnout more Um, other than the fact that we've never been taught how to really honor ourselves in our cycle it's because of the fact that you know we have all of these outside forces the patriarchy the church capitalism telling us that we have to compete be better than the boys when in reality what we were meant to do is to live in tune with ourselves and we don't operate the same way we shouldn't be operating the same way and I really hope that as we usher in this new era of cyclical beings, which I think is happening. I think the paradigm is shifting. Um, It's going to take a while, but what I hope to see happen is that we start to understand we're not, I mean, we, we hear all these things, right? Like, Oh, you're hysterical. You're crazy. You're lazy. Right. When you want to slow down at certain parts of your cycle or when you just, you know, need a break and you can't continue to compete. And so what I hope happens is that we start to understand how powerful this tool is and the tool being the menstrual cycle to really help us succeed as those who do have periods, but also to help the people around us succeed if they don't have periods as well. Um, when it comes to cyclical living, I think what's been so fascinating for me is that learning this with my husband, um, because he's been there right beside me this entire time. Um, Having only brothers, having never had this education himself, he has had to and has done a really good job of learning this, helping me choose the foods to eat with each phase of my cycle, um, being very aware of, you know, what I need when. So let me give you an example. My period starts yesterday, the day before we had gone on this really long hike. And I was spotting, and he's like, "Oh man, are you about to have your period?" I was like, "Yeah, probably like the next day or two. He's like, "Well, you're going to be so tired. We don't put on this hike." I was like, "But I was in nature, and I felt like that was really supported, and I really liked it." Well, we have a friend who's moving away, and uh, we want to have a dinner for them. And Micah, who's my husband's name, he's like, "Well, I want to have Isaac over, but I know you just started your period. Like, you did, and then you did the hike. Like, are you going to have enough energy to to?" be around people and I'm like babe I love that you asked this like yes that's I will so because sweet. because he's leaving because he's leaving like it's an important thing but in general probably not and they're probably going to play games or something I was like um if I need some space to myself I'll just come into the room and but I, I when I I share that because of the fact that you know when we have support in this and we are supported even by people who don't bleed that's when things can become truly collaborative and for me and in my marriage it's just blown us out of, out of the water, as far as how much it's brought us together, um, and how much it's allowed me to feel fully empowered to do this work because he's so in tune with it himself. He understands what's happening. And while sometimes it doesn't really go in his favor, <laughs> um, <laughs> when he wants to do things, I'm like, fuck no, it's just, oh it's just really been beautiful to see, um, how the cyclical life that I live also is able to benefit him and to impact him.
0: Yeah, that's really great to have, you know, a support system like that, somebody that yeah. understands. And I think that we really underestimate how much we need that because uh, we are taught to be self sufficient and independent and, you know, like one of the boys. Um, so, we tend to underestimate how much we need that support system.
1: Mm, Absolutely. And when I started to do the work in 2020, I felt so alone. I felt so alone, even though I was studying with all these people, taking all these courses, I didn't have really like any friends that I knew who were interested in this work. And so That was a bit isolating, but that's also I think what led me to become a coach because I wanted to be that cheerleader and that support system for other people who are, you know, quitting the pill, who are, you know, trying to live in tune with their cycle, who are like me in their thirties don't have any fucking education around their cycle because of however they were raised. Like my very abstinence based education, um, had nothing to do with what the cycle was really about. It was just basically don't have sex or else you'll get pregnant or else you'll get an STD and die. Like that was pretty much what I was taught (laughs) in the deep South. Like I'm from the deep South. So my loneliness and starting this journey I think brought me to where I am now, and it's also slowly helped me see and find people who are in it as well. Like I, I do have friends now who are who are into this. Most of them are witches. Most of them, it's like the I as, I, as I found that. the witches. <laughs> as I found the witches, I found those who are really in tune. And 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 I, I have to say, I think for a lot of people, it does go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. um, or at least on our side of the internet, right? Like (laughs) there's, I'm sure a whole other side of people who are, you know, not spiritual or who are, you know, not practicing witchcraft, but are also living in sync with their cycle. But for me, it was like totally hand in hand. Um, and that was how I believe I was able to really start to feel And uncover all of these layers, peeling off these layers of this onion that was me to finally start to get to my core um, and unravel my core beliefs and my self-limiting beliefs from my past and find who I was truly meant to be.
0: Yeah, I was was just about to ask if you found that the witchcraft community was the place where you were like, okay, people are like starting to get it. Because I do think that once you sort of dive into that, witchcraft path that you have to uncover those layers and you have to work on yourself and realize like how much is intertwined. And that's really the way that witchcraft and magic works is that all of these things combine and work together and in harmony. And what you're really trying to do is to get all of it to work in harmony together. So you yeah. can't ignore any one part of that. And that definitely includes the menstrual, menstrual cycle.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think that, like I said, it was my awakening my spiritual awakening that had me get off of the pill and so it of course would be witchcraft that helped me find the community and helped me find other people who are living cyclically and it and it makes like you said it just makes so much perfect sense when you're trying to align as a witch at least the way that I practice aligning so much with nature and, and with you know um the goddesses and and with Um, just the outside natural world, it makes perfect sense that you'd also use your inner container of magic, which is the menstrual cycle to do that.
0: And speaking of that, do you have any examples of rituals that people could do um, working with their menstrual cycle, especially people who are like, this is a little too much, like maybe Mm. bodily fluids are not my thing Um, and are a little like, because I I think the term blood magic has a negative connotation because of of course and it shouldn't um I mean there's definitely like a lot of negative things you can do with blood like but there's a lot of negative things you can do with every aspect of witchcraft like you can make it any part of it negative so I'd really Mm -hmm. love to get into that and the idea of ritual and blood and things
1: Mm, I love this all right fuck yeah So (laughs) you're so (laughs) ready yes so that was what I was so excited to start doing and why I was so sad that it took so long for my period to come back. Like the <laughs> second, I, cause I was so into that. I was just like, I can't wait to do blood magic and do rituals. And then it took months and months for me to actually have a bleed. So in those months that I was just like waiting under the moon, because I was sinking with the moon before I got my bleed back, I would do my moon rituals. And I'm like, I can't wait to have my fucking period. So the first ritual that I do always is, um, I use, certain period products, um, to be more sustainable, right? So I use period panties or a cup. I do not use tampons. I do not use, um, disposable pads. That's horrible for the environment. And tampons are really, really bad for your vagina as well. Um, so I stopped using those. I guess I would say I have used one tampon in the last two and a half, three years. And that was because I got my period when I didn't expect it and I was at a beach trip. So one (laughs) tampon, but, um, Just shifting that, right? And that's really something that can feel like a ritual because you have to then care for those products, right? Like if you're somebody who's squeamished about blood, you know, maybe this is something that you start to do. You want to honor the environment. So you switch to these types of products, do it over a couple cycles because it can be kind of expensive. Um, But then you're you're washing those products, right? Uh, Versus throwing them away in the trash. And that's something that you can do that's so simple. Upgraded is to soak those products, which is what I do. I take my period panties, I soak them in a mason jar with warm water, swish it all around, and then I give that water to my plants um, because I really feel that giving that super stem cell enriched um, blood back to the plants just makes them thrive. And I can tell you like my indoor plants are thriving and I never considered myself to be like a plant witch or like a plant person, but like, damn, they're looking really good.
0: No, I've, I've heard that before, that that's mm-hmm. great fertilizer for your plants. I've never it's tried it. Great. I've
1: heard that. Great. And so that's really something that's like low key, right? You don't have to do a lot of touching of the blood, whatever. Now, if you're open to it, I, I believe everybody should touch their period blood at least once every few cycles. Touch it, look at it, smell it, look at it up close, right? Like get it in the light, look at it. And so that can help um, really just first of all, give you signs to figure out if your period is going the way it should be. Like our period should be certain colors. It should be crimson, bright red and dull red as well is okay, but it shouldn't be super, super dark or super, super, super light. So that can help you get some clues. Then the last thing that I usually do with my period blood, which is like the real magic is I will use it to anoint candles. I will put it on my forehead. I will make a face mask. Um, I will do that while I meditate because I feel like if I anoint my third eye with my period blood, it really just opens my third eye even more as I meditate. Um, Maybe warn your spouse. If you have someone who lives in your house that you're doing that, I didn't warn mine. He got super freaked out when he walked in and I had just like blood all over my face. Um, Yeah. But I feel like just connecting with it as this, this symbol of life and a symbol of death for me is, is what makes it so powerful. The other thing I like to do, um, is a form of blood slash sex magic. And it's just have sex on your period. Um, if it feels comfortable for you use lube, like let's get the logistics out here. You need to use lube. (laughs) Blood is not a lubricant and get yourself a waterproof blanket. I love the ones by Yoni Pleasure Palace out of Australia put it down. So you don't feel like you're going to make a mess, but combining the two things of sex magic plus blood magic together is like the most powerful way that I've manifested in my entire life.
0: All great ideas. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, and I like that you included, you know, from the very basics all the way up to advanced exactly <laughs> so, because right I do feel like there's something for everyone and there's it's a space where there's a lot of room to grow as you become like more comfortable with it because I don't think that anybody like if you've never done anything and it makes you squeamish you are not yeah. going to go from zero to a hundred it's never going to happen no
1: you're not going to be <laughs> tasting your period blood I've tasted mine of course I have um but it's like you're not going to go straight to that no. <laughs> just maybe just planet earth <laughs> protect the earth first and then in a couple of months who knows what you'll be doing
0: yeah. I, cups are great. That's, that's what I use and I'm never going back. to yeah. <laughs> anything else. I love, I love the cup. It's, it's so easy. Um, but yeah, you do have to, you know, clean it and take care of it, but that also gives you great insight into your own health. Um, so that's a big part of magic and witchcraft too, is your own health throughout your body. So that is a great indicator, um, of just like getting to know yourself and where you're at. Um, and it's not just the cycle it's going to give you, information about your entire body and your entire realm of health. So again, really important things to consider there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, so yeah, great information. And I think, did we talk about where people can find you online yet? If they have more um, questions for you or want to follow up on any of these of course.
1: No, for sure. Please find me on Instagram at Leslie Um, That's usually where I do all of my Education. I have a podcast as well called The Light Within, where we talk all about spirituality, sexuality, and wellness. There are several episodes about the menstrual cycle. Um, And then if you're feeling called to learn more, I have an amazing self-paced course called Cycle Codes that will teach you everything you need to know about becoming cyclically aligned. And then I'm really excited for the new year to be launching more one-on-one coaching practices where... We really do a lot of embodiment work, um, working with the dark goddesses, aligning with our womb spaces, healing the trauma that may be in the womb as well, and descending into, you know, the darkness in order to find our own light. So, um, one-on-one coaching, I think is what I really love the most right now. And so I'd love to give your listeners a 10% off code too, so we can work that out and you can put it in your show notes.
0: Perfect. And I will have those over at whichwednesdays.com. So if anybody is interested and I already know the answer to this, but in case anybody is wondering, do you have to be any specific religion, follow any certain gods or goddesses to work with you?
1: No, definitely not. I, I would like people to be open. That's really the only thing that I that I um, ask you to be is to be open to whatever comes up. I don't push anything on folks. Um, If you want to go into goddess work, we can. And if that's something that doesn't feel aligned with you and we're doing one-on-one coaching, it's completely tailored to you and your needs. Some of my clients have really liked that type of thing and others, we don't talk about it at all. Um, I've worked with children as young as 12. We certainly don't talk about that. Um, And so it's really just whatever you feel you need. We work on that together. also, I find that it probably is helpful to understand that this is the lens at which I look at the world—one um, that is a very spiritual lens, one that is a connected to the outside world and uh, nature and the goddesses' lens—and so that's also where I I come from when I work with people.
0: Great. I appreciate that. That is a lot of great information. So I will have all of that linked over at whichwednesdays.com so you can check that out, find more information, listen to more of the episodes so you can get you know even more detail if this is something that you are curious about and you're going to get started this year. But I mean, this is a great time. It's like January, new beginning, new year. Like it's a good time to dive in and try something new and just connect to new parts of yourself if you are totally inexperienced in this area.
1: Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. I love the start of the year. Um, just because like you said, it is very much rebirth, um, winter for me, which is what we are in now is, is such an amazing time of death and rebirth and and rejuvenation as we kind of are in this like fallow phase of our lives. And so, yeah, I think it's the perfect, the perfect time. Absolutely.
0: Well, listeners, that is everything that I have for this week. And Leslie, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your expertise and your story. I know that that is a lot of personal information um, and really hard to share those things. So it's great that you are so open and willing to uh, share those experiences with people. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Listeners, I will see you next week. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at WitchWednesdays.com.